Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hey everybody, it's Dawn and welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. I've got Dina with me. Say hi, Dina. There she is. Um, We're glad you're with us tonight. Um, Dina's going to do the story tonight, and I'm going to do all the other stuff. And um, so before we get going, I got to mention that we have all kinds of social media. Thanks to Deidre's daughter, Riley. We got Facebook. Facebook and Instagram, and I guess that's it, really. And we have a website, ozarkshainsandhooch.weebly.com. Um, we're on all of the podcast platforms, um, including the new Facebook one. And uh, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, please uh, subscribe and give us stars or whatever it says. All the stars. All the stars. Um, we release on the 1st and the 15th of each month, or we're trying to anyway. Um, and we have a Patreon uh, as well. And we, Dina, we have a new Patreon. I know. We, uh, Stacy Adman, who is a haint and uh, went to Cotty with Deidre. So, yay, oh. Stacy, thank you. Um, awesome. Yeah, we're please y'all uh just thank you uh Stacy and our our first patron Gina. Um it really does cost to do these podcasts, so your uh generous support is always appreciated. Uh we do have one more shout out before I um my friend Karen Spiegler is recovering from surgery and she um had some comments on our last story about the Hoffman Mansion in Quapaw, Oklahoma. And she said um, the flat gravestones, she said she wondered if the kids had made the handprints maybe at camp, you know, the Hoffmans had a summer camp. And yeah. she said that uh, in her ancestors' cemetery there are flat stones covering graves and she thought maybe that was to prevent animals from digging in the grave especially during the winter time because they couldn't bury the corpse very deep and mm-hmm. so that could i mean that very well could be but anyway yeah. thanks for commenting y'all we love comments please please tell us what you want to hear give us ideas say hey Huber yeah. says hey all kinds of stuff I think that's, oh, a tech disclaimer. Sorry for cats, dogs, husbands, and kids. Um, Two different states, two different Wi-Fis. I got a heater going in here because it's kind of cold in my house, believe it or not, in South Carolina. It's been so weird. It's crazy because it's 72 in Missouri right now. Well, let me tell you, two days ago, it was almost 90. And yesterday, the high was 60. So everybody's sick because the weather just keeps Mm -hmm. going up and down. So anyway, Um, so, okay, I have the drink tonight because of what Dina's going to talk about. And this drink is bizarre. It's um, Dina and I were like, do you like it? (laughs) Do you like it? (laughs) 
It's, I thought it was going to be vile and it's not. So that's good. Um, so it's it not is what called, I thought it was going to be at all. Like I didn't, it does not taste what, like what I thought it was going to taste like yeah, at all. Yeah. Did you, well, I'll tell you. Okay. So this drink is called a chocolate soldier and evidently it is an old drink. And when you go online, there are variations on chocolate soldiers. Like I thought it would have cream to cacao or something in it. But this one doesn't, the original one, but I think it's because of the color of the drink, maybe. But you take half the juice of a lime or the juice of half a lime. So I got mine from Mr. Boston. So the juice of half a lime, three quarters of an ounce of Dubonnet, which proved to be a little, um, I had to go searching for it and they didn't have it when I first went to my neighborhood liquor store, but they had it when I went back today. And that's a weird, it's kind of like, it's a fortified wine. It's an aperitif from France. And so I tasted it, see what it tasted like. It's okay. I mean, I might, I might drink that by itself. Um, And then you do one and a half ounces of gin. And so you shake that with ice and then strain into a cocktail glass and it's pretty and it's yeah, just it is a pretty color. Yeah, it's okay. It's not terrible. It's not fabulous. It's drinkable. Better than I, I thought it was going to be. I'm probably never going to make it again. <laughs> That's me too. I'm never making it again. Um, yeah. I'll, like I said, though, I may drink the Dubonnet though, because <laughs> it's okay over ice, perhaps kind of like port kind of tastes like fortified grape juice sort of. So anyway. So is that my part? I think that's my whole part. Yeah, I'll I'll give my keto version of yeah. Um, I'll give your keto version. Yeah. So one day show my me husband and I. Um, I we had, I have to, I think I had talked about earlier in January we were supposed to go on a cruise, and I tested positive for COVID, so we did not get to go. Well, my husband has just recently changed jobs, and he had a week between the old job and the new job. And he looked at me one night and he said, book that cruise. So we just got back from Mexico. And so I know it was wonderful. Like it was, it was like 85 degrees. (laughs) It's wonderful. I hate you. Okay. (laughs) I don't really, it's Mexico's wonderful. It was, it was beautiful. The people were wonderful. Um, The boat, I I know that people um, are like, I can't believe you went on a boat with Kevin. It's the safest place ever. You have to be. Um, you have to test negative, you have to be vaccinated. And they, when I was there, this just ended, but when I was there, you have to wear a mask. And there are literally people standing at the doors from the outside to the inside with backpacks full of masks. You have to have a mask on when you're inside. So anyway, it was wonderful. The carnival people were wonderful. Like the, my steward, Harry was from Indonesia and he was amazing. They make you little towel animals every night. Um, They fold your toilet paper. I mean, it was just amazing. We had, um, I know I'm talking, I've just turned this into the carnival. um, I know, uh, I hope carnival pays us. For real, give me a free credit. The funniest thing was, though, we got the drink package. Well, if they find out you have the drink package when you're out on the Lido deck at the pool, um, there's guys that run around. But if they find out you have the drink package, they give you the good 
the good stuff. Like you get oh. um, margaritas with Patron. Oh. Or, you know. So our little guy from the blue iguana, we met the first not day and um, he knew our names by the second day. There were almost 3000 people on this boat. He knew our names by the second day and knew what we wanted to drink. And just was that because she were like, were you causing was, problems? Did Scooter no, take his pants off or something? No, no, okay. we, um, we tipped him. So the gratuities are included, but we would tip him a dollar every time he'd give us a drink. So he was getting extra money from us. So yeah. by the third day, he would just stand down by the bar and look up at Scooter through the mirror and signal to him and Skinner would signal back and the drink would come up. Oh, nice. So he was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, so I'm back on keto because boy, did I eat and drink too much. In fact, Mm. Sunday night, Skinner looked at me and went, we going back on the diet tomorrow. And I went, yeah, I feel horrible. And he goes, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were both ready to keto. We ate so much. Anyway, so I did, um, I looked up the Dubonnet has too much sugar in it. So I looked up what you could use instead of, and they said sweet vermouth. Well, that doesn't help because guess what? Too much sugar in it. Right. So I looked up how can I keto sweet vermouth? And so they said to take um, equal parts red wine, a dry red wine, and I used a Cabernet Sauvignon, or you could use a Merlot or something else. I can't remember. And um, a simple syrup, which I made out of my swerve granular sugar, whatever. It turns it brown instead of clear, but it makes it sweet. And um, use that instead. And then I use gin and my lime was teeny tiny. So I used the actual whole lime instead of just half a one. And like I said, it's, it's fine. Like I'm going to drink this. I'm never going to make this again, but, and now I have an entire bottle of red wine sitting on my cabinet because we don't, we don't, it's not, we like sweet and red wine is not. Make sangria or something out of it. I can't have fruit right now. I'll probably give it to Teresa. (laughs) She and Scott will drink it. (laughs) I'll give it to them. Okay. So on this episode. I'm going to bring you the story of the Battle of Wilson's Creek, hence the Chocolate Soldier. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, I'm touching briefly on the battle, and then I'll dive right into the hauntings, because if you haven't figured it out, it's my favorite. Not battle hauntings, but uh, just hauntings in general. Um, Here's the history. This came from the um, the History Channel website. The Battle of Wilson's Creek in Missouri was the first major battle west of the Mississippi River during the American Civil War. On August 10th, 1861, Union Brigadier General Nathaniel Lyon attacked Confederate forces commanded by General Sterling Price. Isn't that the greatest name ever? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the greatest uh, Southern gentleman, Sterling Price. Anyway, Sterling Price, and General, yeah. yeah Benjamin McCulloch. The battle raged on for more than five hours, resulting in approximately 2,300 total casualties, including Lyon. Following Lyon's death, his successor, Major Samuel Sturgis, ordered a Union retreat. 
Union General Nathaniel Lyon, who commanded a force of some 5,400 soldiers at Springfield, Missouri, was up against two rebel forces commanded by Generals Sterling Price and Ben McCullough. Although the Confederates were poorly equipped and trained at this early stage of the war, Price and McCulloch had a combined force nearly twice the size of Lyons. However, the impetuous Union commander did not want to cede the region without a fight, and so he planned the attack for August 10th. So Wilson Creek Battlefield is um, up by Republic, Missouri. If you I think when I was in elementary school, we took a school trip up there, as I recall. I asked Pace um, if he's been, and I think that the year he should have gone might have been COVID, and that's why he didn't get uh, to go, because he said he hadn't been. Oh, well. So the Battle of Wilson's Creek begins. Lyons sent General Franz Siegel with 1,200 men to attack from the rear while Lyons struck the surprised Confederates just after dawn at their camp at Wilson's Creek, 12 miles southwest of Springfield. At first, the artillery barrage sent the Confederate camp into a panic, and the day seemed to belong to the Yankees. But Siegel took mistook a force emerging from the smoke for an Iowa regiment when it was actually a Louisiana regiment, clad in similar uniforms since many of the rebel unions, units were dressed in the colors of their own choosing. The Confederates pushed Siegel back and the tide turned against Lyon's force as well. In intense heat and humidity, the armies battled throughout the morning. Lyon was killed during one of the Confederate assaults, but the Union line managed to hold its ground. Although the Confederates withdrew from the field, the Union Army was disorganized and running low on ammunition. Losses were heavy, with the Union suffering approximately 1,200 casualties and the Confederates suffering some 1,100 casualties. The Yankees soon retreated to Springfield in the back to the railhead at Rolla, Missouri, 100 miles to the northeast. Southwestern Missouri was secured for the Confederates. The Wilson Creek website tells us that after the Southern victory at Wilson's Creek, Major General Sterling Price led his Missourians north to Lexington, Missouri, and another victory. But by March 1862, a defeat at Pea Ridge, Arkansas, had turned the tide against the Confederacy's hope of holding Missouri. Thousands of federal soldiers moved into Missouri and held it for the Union. Although Lyon's forces were defeated at the Battle of Wilson's Creek, historians believe that he saved Missouri for the Union. Along with the Battle of Pea Ridge, this was one of the two most important Civil War battles fought west of the Mississippi. The Battle of Wilson's Creek marked the beginning of the Civil War in Missouri. For the next three and a half years, the state was embroiled in guerrilla warfare conducted by marauding raiders who looted and destroyed any sorry, military or civilian resources that could aid the enemy. By the end of the war in 1865, Missouri had proved to be one of the most fought over states, ranking third in the number of Civil War battles and skirmishes. So there you go. That's out of the way. There's your history. Here's the book. Okay. Part. I just want to say I like marauding raiders. Marauding raiders. That is, it's right up there with General Sterling Price, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. I had to take All a right. drink. One, now to the okay. good stuff. Here's the good stuff. I found a transcript of a pre presentation for um, from Jason uh, Offutt. I'm going to spell it O-F-F-U-T-T. -T. And it was actually yeah. on the Missouri government's page. He is the author of A Ghostly Guide to the Show Me State's Most Spirited Spots. 
And he says that when he contacted Wilson Creek, um, they weren't very interested about talking, um, talking to him about ghosts or ghost stories. So instead he just went down there and he started talking to the workers and these are their stories. And this comes from that website. This is in his words. I interviewed one gentleman whose father told him a story. His father told him when he was fishing, when he was 14, back in the 1950s, he was fishing with his uncle and they saw Union soldiers come through the trees, march through the creek and march through trees on the other side and just keep marching until they disappeared. Trouble is they didn't hear them step on any twigs and they didn't hear them slosh through the water. All they did was see them. This guy was fishing there later when he was an adult and he saw exactly the same thing. Now, I wasn't there to see it, but I'm taking you at his word. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, right? I would maybe yeah. freak out a little bit. I mean, yeah. I always say that I want to see scary stuff, but then if I actually was in the middle of it, I don't know. I know. I want to pretend like I would be big and deal with it, but I think I might run away screaming. Anyway, <laughs> one of the more interesting sites isn't something to do with the war. There's a teenage girl, which that's what that says. But later on, you find out it kind of is. If, if it's the same haunting, it is does have something to do with the war. There's okay. a teenage girl occasionally seen near the postmaster's house. The postmaster of that area uh, near Republic, Missouri, back in the Civil War days, had a house. That's where the postmaster lived in a post office. And he had a teenage daughter and a young son. And occasionally, this girl is seen walking through prairie grass down to the creek to fetch water. So here, um, I'm going to switch to, I found a blog, and it's by a gentleman. Well, I'm going to say a gentleman, The Adventures of Billy Max. And these are the accounts that he tells us. People have reported apparitions of soldiers on Bloody Hill, hearing the sounds of guns and cannon fire. Confederate soldiers are more often reported than those of the Union. People have reported areas of abnormal cold and hearing the sounds of people moving and talking in the nearby woods at night. The Ray House, which is still standing um, there at uh, Wilson Creek, the home of John Ray and his family is also reported to be haunted. The Rays, suddenly caught in the battle, took shelter in their cellar and survived unharmed. Their home became a field hospital for the wounded and dying left behind. So after a little interwebs digging, guess who was the postmaster at the time? John Ray. That's right. Oh. He is the father of the teenage girl who is seen walking through the grass to fetch the water. So their house became the hospital, and it is believed that actually General Lyon was brought there upon his death. So uh, it was said that Mrs. Ray was said to cover him with her counterpane or bedspread before he was taken to Springfield. And the hmm. Ray house is the only surviving dwelling from the Battle of Wilson's Creek. You know that place is haunted, for sure, for yeah, sure. I was just right? going to say, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it was turned into a hospital, there's no telling how many spirits are there. Yeah. If there's a yeah. haunted place on that on that area, that is so probably are you gonna, a hotbed. Okay, you're going to get to it. Okay, sorry. About that, yes, yes. Right. About going, yes. Um, so I found a YouTube video from the Ozarks Paranormal Society. It's a 12-minute video, and the narrator's voice, and he's, for it just being... I mean, I think it's just a little, I want to say mom and pop 
I don't know if that's the correct wordage, but I mean, it's not like on the travel channel or something like this. This guy's voice is amazing. So it was from April of uh, 2013 and they investigated the Ray house while using a millimeter, which measures ambient heat signatures. They find a warm spot in the bedroom by the bed that General Lyons supposedly died in or was, I don't know, you know, I don't know if he was actually dead when he got there, or if he died while he was there. But anyway, he was laid in that bed. The obelisk, which is a digital dictionary that allows spirits to communicate, says several words and at one point goes off so quickly. It's literally, I mean, it sounds like a, like a robot, like a kid's robot. It goes bebop. It's exactly what it sounds like after saying words, then it does that. You're like, huh, put some batteries in that. Yeah. Um, The most important words that are heard are mott, fell, weary, trust, pain, and sorry. And upon doing some research after the initial studies, they find that the, they find the name Frederick Ott, who was a soldier who died at the battle, and the name William Weary, who was a soldier that was actually with lions when he was wounded and later died. Their theory is that they were actually speaking to lions, and he was saying that he was with Weary when he fell, there was pain and that he was sorry for not surviving the battle. So that's what they, their takeaway. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so from the comment section, I found this uh, gentleman says, my wife and I were visiting our son and his family there in Republic, Missouri. And one day we went out to Wilson's Creek battlefield. My wife and I were standing on the front porch of the Ray house, listening to the park attendant tell the history and the battle there Uh, I'm sorry, the history of the Ray House and the battle before we went inside the house. I was standing to the left of the attendant and there were two rocking chairs side by side on the porch facing us. All of a sudden, the chair closest to me slid forward towards me about an inch or two. It caught my eye and I wondered if I had really seen the chair move. I was focused on the chair, not listening to what the attendant was saying any longer when it did it again. I knew what I had seen for sure this time. Without missing a word of his talk, the attendant reached over and grabbed the top runner of the back of the chair and pulled it back to the outside front wall of the house. Without saying, sorry, you guys, or anything. Ghosty ghosts. He just, so like, he's so used to it. That's my takeaway was the park attendant is just like, I'm in the middle of my talk. He's so used to it. (laughs) yeah that's funny so i think that video is totally worth the watch it's really it's really pretty good for what it is Uh, watch it it's on the the extras page we'll have it to where you can click on it and go watch it but it's totally worth it i think um so then this is the best thing i watched this next video that i'm going to talk about i watched it i was here by myself when what happened happened. And so when what happened happens, I was just like, like it made me jump and say not really words, but just stuff came out of my mouth and I had to rewind it and watch it again. It was, yeah, it was kind of, it was very, very creepy. And then um, one of my boys and his girlfriend came in and I was like, 
So then I made them watch it. Keith walked out unimpressed. Um, Noelle was like, oh my gosh, that's so spooky. And I was like, I know, thank you for making me feel better about freaking out. Well, then of course, uh, Hayes got home and I showed him and he was like, he was very interested and, you know, made me feel better also. And then I made the mistake of showing Skitter and he was like, oh, that's just dumb. That's not what that is. Is that anyway, what I so, saw? Is that yes, what you said? The thing me? that I sent you. Yes. Okay. I, I kind of. The, are I, you with yes. Skitter? Yes. Oh, yeah, kind of. I'm sorry. I think. Okay. I think you're wrong. Okay, so it's a video on YouTube from the 80s, and you can totally tell it's the 80s by what the woman's wearing and how her hair is fixed. And let me it just say, here's amazing. what I thought. Here's what I thought. I, I'll let you tell what you see, but um, the guy heavy breathes all the way through it, and I'm like, yes. is this a heavy breathing? <laughs> no. no. Okay. So about the 2.30 mark, the man zooms in on his wife and she hears something. So she turns to look for the noise um, in the bushes. And as it's panning away, you see two figures walking away from the frame. Uh-huh. It, to me, it definitely looks like they have the cappy hats on. And I know Skitter was like, well, if it is, it's just reenactors. And I was like, there's not a reenactment going on right now. Do you hear cannon fire? That is not what's happening. <laughs> I Because you don't see them beforehand and then they disappear. I'm, I think it is. So okay. anyway, then, well, okay, what about this part? Then as he zooms in and he focuses on a nearby field, there's people on horseback back there. And it looks like a wagon. If you look, it looks like wagons. And then it looks like riders. And that's when he was like, oh, it's probably, that's what they do. And I was like, yeah, there's 15 wagon trains and a bunch of people on horseback. No, that's not what they do. So well, anyways, the guy even says, it. yeah, the guy yeah, said. That there's the, guys on horseback. Horseback, over yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And that's, why would that be there? Why would that be there? It totally looks like a wagon train, I, I think. Watch it. I'm just telling you, watch it and make your own. But it's more fun if it's ghosts. I'm just saying, it's more fun if it's ghosts. So watch it. And even if you don't believe, pretend it's ghosts because it's freaky. Especially that first little, those two guys walking or whatever, those two figures walking away. It Mm -hmm. really did make me catch my breath. Anyway, so these are, uh, there are several more videos, um, of course about the hauntings but i i thought these two were the best out of all of them um the site is open for tours both walking and driving um i even looked up walking or biking will cost you ten dollars per person and if you want to drive it's twenty dollars current hours right now are seven to five but it does stay open till 9 p.m in the summer and i do hate to admit this but i've never been there yeah i mean school and i don't I guess school never took us there when I was in school, but now I said, now we can add this to Don and Dina's summer ghost tour 2022. (laughs) Now we we go there too. And you know, they let, they let those people go through the Ray house at night. And so I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of fun to just see if they would let us say, yeah, ghost hunters, 
were to do a podcast about the history and we would really like to come in and walk around and if you it. hear us screaming like little girls please <laughs> that's what we do. Play. yeah uh so, i don't remember well, you know i mean like this was a million years ago but when i remember going i don't even remember the house being open or anything i just remember it being a field and if i was like seven i was kind of like meh yeah yeah canon canon but (laughs) is there like a new is there like a museum part or anything have they built anything there is like a visitor center um okay i know it was i know it was closed during covid but i'm pretty sure i mean the website is up and going so i'm pretty sure that the i know one of the videos that i looked at not one of the ones that i talked about because it was just somebody driving through it they were there in 2021 and it was closed and he said he didn't know if it was because it was covid or if it was because it was like the not the right time of year oh yeah yeah so they were just letting them drive through for free then so i would say that it was probably covid because they are charging you now okay Yeah, that'd be kind of fun to go up there, especially since I've kind of got more than just the big field to look at, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the house might be fun. Well, there's like hiking trails and stuff too, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, cool. Rob might want to go with us if we tell him we're hiking. And then if there's something scary, we can push him. In the house and run. get him. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a plan. Because you know, Skitter won't go with us. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm done. It was kind of a short one today, but uh, yeah, that's it. I think um, definitely think that those were ghosts on there. And even if they weren't, it's more fun if it's ghosts. So if they are, go. yes. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of battlefields in the Ozarks. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. that was the Mason Dixon line, which ran right yeah. through it, you know? Well, so. and there's a battle at Carthage that was big and right. Too. And then there's one but, in art. I mean, there's several in rich, Arkansas yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So in fact, the one in Carthage here, let me bring out some supernatural nerdiness. Um, okay. They, they had a episode about Lucifer showing up at the battle of Carthage. Oh, really? Carthage, Missouri was on Supernatural. Oh. Yeah, they filmed. They weren't really in Carthage. They they filmed in Canada. Dang it. Yeah, that happens a lot. I get asked, I mean, since this is a short one, we can digress a little bit. I get asked about the series Ozark all the time. You know, is that Mm. real and blood? And I'm like, you know, they filmed that in Georgia, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I think some actually, I think some of the aerial shots that they did or on the first season like arcs, yeah. were, yeah. And I was like, and the other thing is, and maybe fight with me, y'all, if you want to, but, um, you know, Lake of the Ozarks might be called Lake of the Ozarks, but it's on the northern edge of the Ozarks. And, you know, um, Certainly the meth problem is all over the Ozarks, but I don't, you know, as far as regionally, I always felt like Lake of the Ozarks is really populated by summer homes of people in St. Louis and Chicago and Kansas City, you know, 
So it wasn't really. There's, there's just so many people. That's enough. It is not one of my favorite places because there's so many people on the lake. You can't yeah. be on the lake. I know. We, okay. So I have a friend that's got a, a lake house up there and we went up kind of for a college reunion and we were just tooling along on uh, her pontoon boat and, you know, people drink and are stupid. And so these two boats passed us on either side, which made the pontoon like almost go airborne and it actually bent the pontoon. That was really terrifying. And I was like, I don't, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like this. Even Table Rock, honestly, if I want to go on a lake, I want to be on Full Shoals. On a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I want to be warm. Well, okay. Um, sorry, we digress, but that was really good, Dina. And it brought back uh, elementary school memories for me anyway. But yeah, any gosh, any battlefield, you know, has got to have whatever you think ghosts are. I mean, it's got to have energy buried in there energy yeah yeah Yeah. and just like that right house like i said with it being a hospital you know you know that yeah when we were driving to um when we're driving to new orleans because that's where we went out of um sometimes when you put your coordinates or your location into google it will just take you on bob's road you know you'll just be going oh yeah and all of a sudden there's you know a couch in somebody's yard right there like seriously so we were on one of those roads like it was a two-lane potholy I don't know why we're on this road road in Mississippi I think and on the left hand side of the road I look over and there's this huge plantation house I mean it had the columns it wasn't really Mm -hmm. that far away from the road it was yellow and it had the moss I mean it, it had been abandoned obviously and Scooter and I looked at each other and I went that place is haunted and he went oh yeah <laughs> There's yeah way that it was not haunted Another uh, yeah. question, but it was really funny because he was like oh oh yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah. yeah yeah I hate to see big beautiful houses fall to ruin you know, I hate that. Yeah, it was totally well, out of a movie, though. It was spooky. Oh. All right, hmm. that's it. I'm, I really am done. I know I didn't have very much, but um, no, it's I, good. I wanted to get the the important history parts in there, and then, like yeah. I said, those two. Well, and that story of the guy um, and the tour guide just not even breaking character or his spiel <laughs> or anything it just happens that's so much funny. it's just like yeah hey that's funny well I y'all I had to say what i had to say um did you not just see that boo? hey oh yeah no kidding if you were the per yeah 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 did you just watch that oh. all right sorry okay thank you for listening everybody um leave us stars, subscribe, please become one of our patrons. We need you go to Facebook and Instagram and our website, Ozarks Haints and Hooch in the letter in weebly.com. We release on the first and the 15th of the month and leave us some comments because we really want to hear what y'all have to say. So let's say goodbye, Dina. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.